0: Welcome to Swanglinese, the only podcast talking the language of business here in the Middle East. Your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Andermo, give you their own insights, as well as interviewing business leaders in the region to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. Barry, Oscar, let's talk Swanglinese. Hello and
1: welcome to an episode of Swanglinese. This week, we have the pleasure of speaking with Wadi Haddad, who is the founder and CEO of the Box, and we're actually in the Box at the moment in one of the meeting rooms, and we're going to have a chat today all about Wadi's journey um, from idea and to what we have today. So, welcome to the podcast, Wadi.
2: Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me, Barry.
1: Great, great to have you on there. So. As always with, with Swenglinese, it's about business on the ground here in the UAE and um, I know you're exceptionally busy as well, uh, but we'd be really interested in hearing a little bit more about your story. So, if we talk about The Box, where did it start?
2: Well, uh, it, it, it's quite interesting actually. Um, yeah, you know, I didn't really come up with an idea and think, you know, self-storage is the thing for right. me to do. Yeah. Um, I kind of stumbled into this and... Uh, if you want to categorize me, I'd probably be under the accidental entrepreneur bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I was working in a day job uh, in a logistics company, which was uh, global. And right. that was really my school. And a lot of times my customers used to ask me for a uh, small storage space. But being in a big logistics company, it just doesn't work. You know, yeah. they they quote it high. They don't want that business. So... After saying no so many times, uh, one of my customers insisted and he's like, uh, you know, I, I, I need a solution. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Put <laughs> the stuff at, at at home in my room? And he's like, can you? And, and that's how it all started. Wow. So,
1: <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, so
2: I was uh, serving my first customer from, from the bedroom. Um and uh you know it was a favor at the beginning but then it's like can you send this here can you bring this there and uh i didn't have enough space uh at home anymore and that pushed me and that need you know that that need i i, I had to find a solution yeah. uh and that was the first time i ever knew or or realized that the self-storage industry even existed. Great, so you. what I did was I went and rented out some space from uh, small, you know, mom-and-pop uh, storage uh, companies, uh, and then I would lease it to my, my customers. Right. And, uh, and that's how it all uh, started, and, and it just took up from there. from
1: there. Yeah. I think it's a really interesting um, scenario, though, because a lot of people go the other way, where they think they have an idea... And they spend a lot of time building it, investing in it, researching it. And then they go to market and realize, oh, nobody wants it. Whereas yeah. you went the other way, where people are saying, give me yeah, a solution. started with a problem. Yeah. yeah. Really, you know, and I think that's a really... A problem that exists. I mean, it, we need to solve it. You know? Yeah, a really important business lesson yeah. is to, to answer the problem of your customer. You know, whatever question they're asking of you... Yeah find a solution to it and obviously that's what you did uh, from, from the bedroom to start with
2: and you know I think that philosophy is also instilled in our values today um, when you know the, the, the need is the mother of invention and uh, you know it's nice to do business plans and ideas and stuff but that's all theory and I, I, I don't know I'm more of a practical kind of guy I get things done and yeah. really it's all around us you know, uh, you know people's selling peanuts you know it's a billion dollar industry and they just sell peanuts but you know people want peanuts and it's really about you know if you identify a want or a need uh and you really you know i realized saying no so many times and i that's where you know opportunity what was uh, uh risen right there.
0: So, so no business plan or anything like this in the beginning? Just there's a problem, let's go out and solve Just it. Just do it. <laughs> <Let's> do it. <laughs> and then, of course, yeah.
2: it's like building the plane in the air, you know, mm-hmm. it's... Uh, it it what, I mean, of course, as you're getting into it, your, your plan starts coming to place and put the numbers together. But, really, it's very simple, you know, you have something that people want, you need to figure out how to reach that, uh, or reach them, and, do the exchange of, you know, people see the value, so they trade their, their money for the value you're providing, and, uh, and you grow from there. Until today, you know, we, we grew from a self-storage business, and we also offer record management and document storage, and that again came from 9 out of 10 times customers not choosing us because we didn't have the facility to serve the record management clients.
0: So listening to the customers...
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah, and the moving business. I never even knew that a moving service existed. We do hundreds of homes a month now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't even know that this service existed. Okay.
0: Uh, Before this, did you have any entrepreneurial experience or was this your first, like, entrepreneurial uh, yeah,
2: it, Well, I joined the network marketing company oh, uh, okay. prior to that. It can be a
0: good school, actually. Yeah, it's quite difficult. So.
2: And, and that was my that was my first customer. You know, they had a problem; they didn't know where to store the stuff and it, how to uh, deliver it. And you know, I just look back and I say, "What if I, uh, you know, never joined that industry? Yeah. I would not. The box would not exist. All these people and the, that depend on us and and are are are." You know, vendors who completely depend on us uh, wouldn't exist today. Uh, had I thought maybe you know maybe it's not a good idea, let yeah. me not try it. Yeah. But you know, everything is. I feel a stepping stone, or you know, whenever you're you're starting a business or running a business, it's either you know a stepping stone to something bigger, yeah. or it is that thing, uh, and you really craft it along the way, but. I mean, my uh, family is from the entrepreneurial background, and my grandfather. But no, it was my—I would say—my first entrepreneurial experience would have been network marketing, and uh, and then from that, that was setting the stage for uh, you know starting this as a a full-time entrepreneur. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Ah, That's amazing, and I think,
1: like you said, taking that the opportunity and this is something that we talk about a lot when it comes to entrepreneurialism and entrepreneurship sorry and, and building businesses is actually taking the opportunities that are offered to you one thing I think we can all agree around this table is that when you start looking there is a million opportunities yeah. out there yeah. Yeah. there's so many different opportunities and then sometimes the struggle is actually uh, taking one and and moving it forward to the point where you can say okay I've, I've kind of built that to a certain level where either I can sell it or I can hand it to someone else to manage and then move on to the other one but once your eyes are open to this you can see opportunities mm. everywhere and you're thinking oh I could probably help somebody yeah. there or I could mm. do this here but I think what you've also just said there with the box is that you, you have um, diversified your offering but it's all related to okay. the original business um, which I think sometimes can be that's when you can branch out into multiple different offerings because yeah. it's all related to the same thing but it's a different service. Uh, what I, I remember when I started my journey is that I started doing things that were completely unrelated to each other. Thinking, oh, I can help out in that market, and I could do something in this market, and I could do something over there. And you very quick, quickly learn yeah. that you get spread too thin really fast,
0: and then you're not really adding value anywhere. Mm. Yeah, um, and it's the fundamentals: uh, solving problems, adding value, you know, listening to the customers. And I think it's yeah. great. To, uh and then taking action on it, not just, you know, leaving it as an idea. Really go out and do it. So. Yeah.
1: And is that something you think can be learned or trained in terms of actually, you know, the idea might be the easy bit, but can you learn how to take action?
2: Yeah, I mean, for from my experience, um, you know, there's really, you know, there, there. I feel there's two types of people, thinkers and doers. Mm-hmm. And I think entrepreneurs are are the overlap of both. Mm. Um, uh, you know, uh, what? I mean, when I started, I, I went. I fell into that. I, I was doing everything. You know, yeah. any opportunity that... You know, the once you start, opportunity hunts you down. <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. and, and you end up doing things and you have the time and the liberty to do it yeah. at that point. Because none of your business is really shaped or formed to be like that... If they, you know you're really identifying and defining your purpose your um you know what is the the higher meaning of all of this yeah. uh and really i think for any entrepreneur that's the 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 journey and that's the question mark that's the you know you end up doing things and you don't know why you're doing them like when i first started I was doing, I, I had at one point 10 trade licenses, you know, <laughs> official trade licenses and uh, uh, so many unofficial ones. As well. So, but then, you know, you wake up to different problems. Like, you know, I was doing f- things from storage to interior contracting to so many different things. Uh, uh, group buying websites and, but, uh, you know, you wake up to so many problems. Your energy level isn't, you know how it was ten years ago, yeah. Yeah. and then you start thinking and you know you want to choose which problems you you want to have and solve uh, so I went you know I fell down that trap, I ended up you know either selling those companies, giving them away or just shutting them down if there was no really value, and they were just the only value was the project that it was delivering um, and then it kind of uh. Uh, molded myself into completely focused on storage. Yeah. So, uh, you know, today I think our biggest strength is our complete focus mm-hmm. for me and my team on storage. Uh, there are so many companies out there that you know do so many things, but then, like you said, very it's uh, they spread themselves thin, yeah. and your your attention and energy is fragmented on so many different. Uh, Stuff, so I realized that very early and took the decisions. Uh, start saying no, basically, yeah, and and try to fulfill my higher purpose yeah. in storage. You know, where I mean, for us and, and my team, all you know, we're about is you know, uh, making room for tomorrow in people's lives and people's businesses. Uh, and we're really that's what drives us, that's the problem we're trying to solve. Uh, And really, I think that's what every entrepreneur has. They just, you have this urge of solving a problem. And, you know, that's what business is. If you you cut it down into the, you know, the bare, you know, binary code of of a business, it's just what problem are you solving? And sometimes when business is growing, you forget that because you get caught into the administration of things and the whole craziness and customers and vendors. and, But really, it's as simple as just solving a problem and how you can multiply or maximize and extend that reach of solving that problem locally, globally, regionally.
1: I agree. I think it's something that also has to change at the education level for our kids because I was reading recently about... We're asking our children the wrong question when we ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up? We should be asking them, what problem do you want to solve when you grow up? Because then they start thinking differently. Because if you say, what do you want to be? Oh, I want to be an astronaut. So you want to be employed by somebody and you're going to go off into space and do, which may be what you want to do. But if you start asking them what problem you want to solve, they start thinking about the problems that the world has, that people have. And then they start thinking from an entrepreneurial perspective to say, well, actually... I I want to solve this problem because I'm passionate about it or I'm really interested in it and that's how we can start to see um, this growth I guess from a very young age of of future entrepreneurs because the reality especially in the MENA region there's not enough places for everybody at university there's not enough jobs for everybody so we need to start training and educating the next generation as to how to how to be the person that employs all of your friends at Mm -hmm. school as opposed to I want to be this, this job I'm going to set up The company that solves this problem, and actually, I'm going to bring my my classmates into that organisation because we're all super passionate and we actually believe in this. And I think that's a really, really important thing that you know you really have to start thinking about problems, not about fame and fortune, which I think is what a lot of people do when they start their businesses. Oh, I'm going to work less, I'm going to make more, and uh, and I'm going to live you know, a a dream life. You can get to that stage, but I don't think it starts immediately from that side of
0: things. A lot of hard work. Yeah, I know you were saying that this uh, thinker and doer, Mm. and how do you balance that?
2: uh,
0: um, The thinking and the doing, because you need both, right? Yeah.
2: You know, um, it's always a work in progress, Mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, There's no, I don't think... uh, you know, science to it. Um, in my early days, I remember in, if you, in my office when you look at the the, the books. Uh, you know, I read over two hundred books in one year. <clears throat> and uh, you know, when people ask me how did you do it, how this, how? you know, I didn't have at the time mentors, I didn't have coaches, I didn't have anything. It, it was just. You in the dark. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and you know, just this belief and burning desire and faith and hope that it's going to happen. And that's all I had. Um, but I read a lot. I, I watched a lot of videos. Um, I, I listened to a lot of audios. Uh, I'm sure you've heard, like, you know, the University on Wheels. And uh, I was so passionate of about learning. And then I would take that and implement it in my thing that it was nothing at the yeah. time, and, and and it becomes contagious, you know, everybody around you then wants to, you know, they, it. it's just that positivity, it, it becomes contagious, and then when you find people around you who enjoy that, you know, energy and help you on your conquest, it really, because the game changes a lot down yeah. the line, but back to you know learning and doing uh, it's tough I mean I I don't have a science around it but especially now I haven't been doing a a lot of uh, learning I I attend a lot of seminars I attend a lot of uh, uh, workshops Um, uh, I read you know I often have two or three books that I'm constantly reading but Depending on circumstance, you know, the the doing takes you away from the learning, yeah. and the learning takes you away from the doing.
0: It's
2: yeah, and it's just kind of like... Uh, you, you find your own rhythm, yeah. you know. Uh, but from start, you know, to start, I would just say, just do it both ways, you know. Learn and implement, learn and implement, even if it's wrong, even if you're making mistakes, even... Those mistakes... I mean, at one point in in our company, uh, there is a fear of making mistakes. Everyone just doesn't want to make a mistake. I think it's a natural, I mean, human thing. No one likes to be wrong. We had to... I mean, one theme two years ago was celebrate mistakes. And that kind of got everyone on the heartbeat of... you know, I mean, how many mistakes have I done to to get here and how many more I'm going to make? And mistakes are what you know get you to 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 you know fulfill your vision and your purpose uh and you know if i i mean not the same mistake over and over again <laughs> but you know new ones you know new
1: they're all learning points yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah, you you just have to have a worry if you keep making the same mistake over and over again and that's in everything in life not just yeah. business but if you keep doing the same thing and end up with the same result then maybe it's time to think maybe I need yeah. to learn <laughs> what do I need to learn yeah. from this but, but for, for sure but that,
2: <laughs> that, that mistake and the learning from what happened and bringing it to the table and you know how did we drop the ball and learn from that and improve that yeah. that's what takes you to the next level yeah
0: if you would ask what is one of your biggest mistakes in your business building what's the first one that comes up and what was the learnings from, from
2: that? Uh, so many uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so interesting
0: fun. when you ask this to entrepreneurs because everyone says oh there's so many and it's yeah. the same for me it's the same for you as well I yeah guess. absolutely yeah. Yeah. there's yeah. a long list so. yeah.
2: I mean uh, I think early on uh, 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 when I initially set up um, I I would say you know getting uh, sometimes you have an idea and it's really you know you believe in it and you know you, you, you want to put it uh, together and make something out of it uh, I would say uh, try and get the right advice from the right people and get everything written down uh, especially if you're entering into partnerships yeah. which was Uh, you know they can be your biggest asset or your biggest liability and getting out of a partnership takes 95% of your energy than you know focusing on your business and that's unfortunately something that I fell in and although you had everything in writing and you know it's really you you need to get your agreements airtight Mm -hmm. uh, have prenumps for your business so If it succeeds, this is what it's going to look like. If it fails, this is what it's going to look like. And have the different scenarios drawn out day one. So you know what's going to happen in the event. Uh, Because I'll tell you, there's two big problems in business. One is, uh, from my uh, viewpoint... uh, it's either not making money to pay the bills, or making too much money, and they're both equally uh, harmful. Uh, so, you know, when you start out with like uh, some friends, it's all very friendly, and yeah, you know, and then it's all about value. You know, you end up doing all the work. You know, they put a little bit of seed capital, and then they become a stick in the wheel. And getting them out, uh, you know, that took. That was one of my biggest uh, mistakes, and you lose a friendship over it, yeah. uh, which is more valuable than the business. Yeah yeah, uh, yeah uh, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. The same, same you do. Case. And
1: I think that's a really, really valid point to, for anybody listening to take away is to make sure you have all your um, you know, all, all of your ducks in a row, as they say, to make sure it's all absolutely crystal clear. Who does what, who gets what, how it's going to work, who's putting what in. Um, Because like you say, at the end of the day, business is business and every business is around to make money. But the friendships outside of business are perhaps way more valuable in terms of what you get from them. And as I'm sure around this table, once you've set up a business and you've figured it out, you can set up another one. You can do another one. The friendships, once they're gone, it's very difficult to to, to to bring that back. And uh, you know, the people that we learn know and and, and engage with in this lifetime are what adds the actual value and and, and so forth. So yeah, I think it's a, a very good um, good point to take away to protect that. Mm.
2: And you know, it's it's really hard because at the time you don't really know. You know, we're we're humans. We like to fall and learn from our own mistakes. Yeah. Uh, but I would, you know. Having like a right, the right advisory board, or at least at least people who have walked the walk before you, telling you, you know, the, and coaching you to that would would uh, help a lot uh, to to uh, prevent these things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but mistakes are always going to happen, and yeah, yeah. that's really it, you need to embrace them.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think, like you say, we, we know mistakes will happen, but if we have all of those procedures, guidelines, and so forth in place, at least we know what happens when we make yeah. that mistake, even if it's the ultimate mistake which sends our company um, you know, out of business, as it were, that's still, okay, it happened, we, it, we deal with it, and then maybe we start another one and we learn and we make it much better from that perspective. Now, we try to keep our episodes quite short and sweet, but we don't want to go before um, asking the question, what's next?
2: Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're, uh, you know, really busy. Uh, as you can see in the yeah. in the office, we're growing uh, uh, regionally, we're growing here.
0: So, what offerings do you have now? Like- uh,
2: so, basically, I mean, we're in the self-storage business. So, people who are um, out of room at home or in, in, in their offices uh, rent space from us. Yeah. Uh, you have a lot of startups that yeah. rent a, a unit. Um, we also offer record management and document storage uh, packaging material buying boxes and stuff Um, so uh, but I love you know making things and creating things and shutting them down and starting all over again And, and I have a great team that is taking care of our business and growing it to give me that liberty and time to focus on what I what I really love so we started um, a division called Box Labs, which is like kind of our innovation hub where we, uh, we have some prerequisites to businesses we support. But, uh, you know, some, some businesses we invest in, some we don't. We just provide a platform. Uh, but, you know, the ones that we invest in have to be complementary to our business uh, in some way, shape or form. So we've created like a co-working space, uh, and that's again coming from need, you know, our customers, they needed storage space, now they needed a place to work and meet people, so we've created that, they can come have coffee and, you know, meet other entrepreneurs, learn from one another, um, uh, you know, uh, collaborate, do business in some uh, uh, occasions. And really, we're, we're just playing with that right now and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, support, you know, and take all of this learning that we've had and kind of pass it, or pass it on or pay it forward and create more jobs through the entrepreneurial uh, ecosystem.
1: So, is there a um, a process to qualify for that, or can you just come down to where we are now and, and check it out? Or what? What's the? Wh- how do you see that working? Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, we haven't really um, formalized the process yet. It's more on the referral basis, right. and you know, it's either our direct network or you know, a, a first degree of that or a second degree of that. Yeah. Uh, but I can see it going formal at some point. Uh, but right now, it's really very informal and it's a chat and that's how you know businesses happen and start uh, um, and uh, but the whole purpose is really uh, creating a space where people can uh, engage and collaborate and have fun you know Uh,
0: do you have a website for that? Or it no, website? not yet. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's yeah, uh, building yeah, the plane yeah. in the air, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Another one, yeah.
2: it's a, that's the next thing. Yeah. And uh, next But now already, talking though. about it makes it uh, seem we're a bit behind on, on doing that. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you say, you, look, you jump and grow wings, as they say, yeah, yeah. and yeah. learn to fly on the way down. But I'm guessing anybody that is looking for a space. Um, then, check out the box come come down and have a look and you never know who might already be in there and who what kind of conversation yeah. you might have and, and like you said that 's how business gets done um, and how businesses start, how those ideas form, those conversations happen, um, and you know who knows what comes out from from those ones so uh, yeah. we 're going to end it there as uh, we, like I say, we want to keep these within a certain time scale and to so thank you very much for your time wadi uh, for for being on the podcast. Um, we will. Or is there any final points that you want to leave people with? Um.
2: Uh, well, thank you. You know, for, it's been a pleasure. You know, sharing my story, and I hope you know, if at least one person has a takeaway, it's mm. been uh, it's been uh, sure. worth it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one thing that I uh, uh, that's helped me a lot, uh, and I've said it a few times over and over, um, was. Um, if you've watched the movie troy uh, there's a scene where uh you know they're going uh, they're like thirty people going to conquer this island of you know tens of thousands yeah. of uh, armies and uh one, the first thing they do when they arrive to the island is they burn their ships and you know that's i think what entrepreneurship is um you know uh, when you have a uh you know something you can lay back on or something oh if it doesn't work out you know I still have this. That is the thief of production. That's the thief of of creating value. And really it's about burning the ships. So there's no going back. (laughs) You know there's no you know we're here to stay. And you know I would you know conclude that with just do it, even if it's wrong. You know, even if it's, you know, you got to go right or you got to go left. You're always at, fo- you know, you reach forks in life. And, okay, if you go right, maybe it's the wrong way. But when you're back, you know that you have to go left. Yeah, yeah. And you continue that,
0: uh, so that. That's the answer of the thinking and doing. Once you burn the, the, the boats, there's only doing. There's no turning back. Yeah. To make it happen.
1: Yeah, no, Excellent. Great advice to end on. Thanks again for your time, Wadi Thank you. And uh, if you're listening in and you have someone else that you would like to potentially hear, this is a community podcast. We want to talk to as many entrepreneurs and business people uh, on the ground here. If you are an aspiring entrepreneur or you know of somebody that you'd love to hear interviewed, please drop us a line at wishlist at swanglinese.rocks and we'll speak to you on the next episode. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Swanglinese with your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Endermo. We'll catch you next time.